Welcome back, everybody, to the greatest music NFT podcast show. I am your host, Meeks Vibe, and this is your number one source for all things music, crypto, AI. And today, you know, we are going to talk about music, one of our favorite topics. But you know, one of the things I've got to talk about today is a little bit of a discussion slash debate that's been had just a little bit recently. I got into a little bit of a scuffle with a couple influencers, a couple movers and shakers, um, because there was a tweet that I had responded to originally, which basically was a tweet by our dear friend, Rob Abelow, who had put out saying, who wants to build music businesses with me? And I had responded saying, no one's putting money into music, the music industry, right? Like, I mean, if you are an executive in the music industry or anything in that realm, and you talk to an executive in any other industry and you tell them that you're an executive in the music industry, I mean, they look at you puzzled and go, "How? what do you do? How do you make money? Right? Because the music industry is a joke. And the main point I was making is that there really isn't a music industry. I mean, it's the whole reason I'm even in the music NFT, Web3 music space, right? Like, whatever you want to call it, is because, to me, the only thing you can really do as an artist, as a creative, this day and age, to survive, is to essentially call a spade a spade, Identify that the music industry is a sinking ship, it is the Titanic, and to make your own raft and get off, to jump off and to save yourself is really the only way I see to survival and to success in any realistic means for 99% of the people in this world. That is what Web3 Music is to me. It's this idea to kind of recreate the baseline of the economic value that you see fit for the portfolio and the product offering that you want to give out to the world. And I believe that music NFTs offer that ability, that capability to create scarcity, to create limited drops, to create all this different kind of creative product offerings that you can make as an artist and as a kind of an owner and operator of your own business and your own vision and your whole thing. It takes a lot of work. And so that's why I have a lot of respect for the artists out here that are doing their own thing, their own way, and really trailblazing the, the path forward because there is no right way to do music NFTs. I mean, if you're just waiting on the sideline, such as myself as a creative person, to drop a music NFT, because I was kind of waiting. I didn't really under you know agree with the way the, the technology was really kind of uh, with not being able to enforce you know things like royalties at the contract layer, things of this nature. But anyways, I'm totally digressing onto a tangent and I want to try and stay focused here. So back to this tweet thread. My point was that people aren't investing money into the music business. And now this caused some drama because it ruffled some feathers. I I guess I had named some names and I basically said there were a couple people who I had seen using their own words that were investing into the music business, quote unquote. Now, those people didn't think I was painting a, a positive picture of their investments but my, my point stands. Now, others had come to the rescue to try and defend 
those who won't be named on this particular episode, we might talk about it later on. But because I want to stay focused on the topic at hand here, which is basically the response I was given was this. Well, Beeks, you're wrong. There's a lot of money being invested into the music business. You're totally wrong. Your point sucks. Shut up. And here's a list. So I looked through this list. And the list caught me by surprise because it actually validated my point. I, I now feel very vindicated by what I said because I still stand exactly by what I said. Because this list, and we're going to go through this list in this episode, it's a list of, yes, music technology, quote unquote, may be a hot sector for private equity or venture capitalists or investment firms or just people with money, right? So the discussion is, are people investing into the music business? And I guess what we de define as the music business is subjective. To me, the music industry is really about the sale of music. Who's trying to add value to music? Whether it's trying to, you know, part of that might be wanting to renege some songwriter royalty structures that no one wants to touch that. No, no one wants to get political. No one wants to go try and schmooze with Washington DC lobbyists to try and to get that done. So what is getting done? Where, where's the money going in music since I'm so wrong with this opinion, with this thesis that no one's really investing music into the music industry. Well, Let's go through it. So basically, this article says the booming field of digital music creation tools once again found itself in the spotlight in recent weeks after TikTok unveiled Ripple, a free to use music production app that features an AI melody to song generator, a virtual oh, and a virtual recording studio. So let's be very specific in what that is, right? Because this is kind of going to be foreshadowing of the rest of this episode is that is music creation tooling, right? So there's technology in the ability to create music and money's going into that because that's music's becoming commoditized as just a feature within the product itself, right? So within TikTok, you can now make your own songs, make your own music videos, make your own custom songs to your videos so that you can just evade all the, the copyright infringement issues that have plagued you know, being able to remix and being able to do all this stuff, right? And just this quick, uh, seemingly remixability of content that has emerged in social media. And there is this big choke point or this pain point with licensing and allowing this copyright copyrighted material to thrive in an environment where licenses have to be protected, fees have to be earned and generated, so on and so forth. And it's really messy to really track all this stuff, even though it really can be tracked because this is all the kind of stuff that, you know, that is, is the technology behind, you know, that drives behind YouTube and their content ID, you know, matching of data. I mean, the, all this kind of machine data and machine learning uh, systems that are, have all been designed on the back ends of these huge software companies uh, that can identify what's what. And a lot of this registered, you know, copyrighted works. It's really, you know, it's a deep rabbit hole, some of this stuff. Like, on the surface, it looks so, you know, like, the use case is so simple. But the legal structure and back end of this stuff is so complex. 
So anyways, let's keep going down this list. We're, let's just name some of these names. Let's, let's la- name some of these other products. So Bin Lab Technologies, what are they doing? Founded in Singapore in t- 2015, Bin Lab Technologies has become one of the most prominent names in music creation tech. Besides the Bin Lab platform, the company also owns the Cakewalk uh, Digital Audio Workstation, and it's easily one of the largest magnets for venture capital in this space. Last year, the company closed a Series B funding round at $65 million, giving a valuation or giving it a valuation of $315 million. On and on and on, right? So music creation, music creation. Lander. Lander was kind of the most, I mean, I've definitely heard of Lander. So they're an AI kind of mastering service. So they kind of help you get your you know, essentially your product ready for product market fit by, you know, offering this kind of AI driven mastering capability. And I mean, that's cool, but yet, I mean, that's still under the funnel of music creation, right? I mean, it's still just very blatantly music creation. Native instruments, native instruments, you know, they, they built, you know, virtual synthesizers, plugins, all this stuff, music creation, output, and they output calls itself a tech company built by musicians. The company was founded in 2013. They also build virtual synths, all this stuff. And the thing about all these, you know, anyone that is a music producer or like has any experience in that space, you will know there is a different slave contract that is underway in this space that people really aren't talking about that much. Now, people, when they talk about, you know, royalties and signing your life away and, you know, signing your soul to the devil and they kind of look to the music industry and they look to artists and, you know, don't sign a bad deal, you, you know, stay independent, don't do this, don't do that. Well, there's a new way where everyone's signing their soul to the devil, and it's actually producers, music producers, recording engineers, uh, instrumentalists, musicians, because the way that these you know, output native instruments, the way that all these virtual synthesizers are coming up with these new fresh libraries and sample packs is that they're going and making their own library of sounds, and the way that they're doing that is by hiring musicians to sign their copyrights away. I mean, when Splice and companies of this nature are saying, here's copyright-free original work, how do you think that was made? And they are getting somebody else to sign the rights away so that they can give it to you to use and profit off of. Now, they're getting paid, right? And, and you're paying for the service. So there is, like, everyone's getting in on the on the, on the deal. But... That's still the, you know, I mean, that's what artists get. They get a big lump sum, a big upfront, you know, bag of cash. And that's what they get in exchange for signing away a lot of rights. So, you know, just to drive this point home, the point is that music creation is becoming completely commoditized. Musicians, music producers and the like are all becoming completely commoditized by, you know, all these music creation technology companies that are trying to feed the beast, which is this low barrier to entry of music creation ability. And that's really all it is. And that's not a problem. I'm not frowning on the the fact that making music is easier, but it's not adding value to the music industry, to the song, to an artist's career. I mean, sure, I guess you can think about it in a way where, well, you're giving an artist the chance to make more music, right? But it's like, that isn't the problem. That's not the problem we're trying to solve in the market 
today. I mean, music isn't hard to make. It hasn't been hard to make. We didn't need to be able to make a song from scratch by humming a tune into TikTok to go, you know what? I think now we can really find the stars in this world. So I think I'm going to leave it there. You know, I could expand this topic in a couple different ways. Maybe I'll branch it out in a couple of the future episodes just to have some fun with it because I think this is an interesting topic. You know, I think it's a good debate. It's a healthy debate to, you know, people obviously disagree with me about, you know, where the value in music is. You know, I I basically tell artists, run away from the music industry, and if you can make a living for yourself doing it your way, a la, you know, Web3 music or music NFTs or being able to make a living finding your true, you know, 100 or 1,000 fans or whatever it is, then salute to you. But in terms of trying to, you know play the system as it usually is. I just don't really believe in that strategy at all. Quite honestly, I think the system doesn't even exist. So I wouldn't ever invest into a a system that I didn't even think existed, much less would give me a return on investment. So that's it for this week. Make sure you all are following the podcast at TGMNFTPod. Of course, you know that's short for the greatest music NFT podcast show. Make sure you are following me at Beaks Vibe on X slash Twitter, where we are posting the avatar versions of these episodes. And of course, you can catch the audio version and the avatar version on YouTube and then anywhere you can stream podcasts for free. So check us out. Let us know where you are hearing us. And if you have any questions, go ahead and tweet at us. We are trying to build out our content over there at X slash Twitter. So give us a follow, give us a like, give us a subscribe, whatever works for you. And until then, I will see you same time, same place next week. Peace.